Welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I am Frank Gutman. And Martha. Martha. Yes, Frank. Here we are. We're back again. We're back again. Yes, we are. Okay, so last week, I want to get right into this thing. Last week, we ended our conversation talking about the diaspora. Mm -hmm. We felt that there was, we have missed opportunities in telling our stories. We have to expand beyond talking about African-American history, uh, West Indian, and and all of these different areas, right? We have Mm -hmm. to speak as one. We have to look at this thing from an African standpoint. Am I correct? Yes, you're right. Okay, so let me start off with this. Last night I watched this movie by Tyler Perry. And it kind of got my attention, right? Because I couldn't understand. I feel that he missed an opportunity. He just missed an opportunity. I don't want to go into describing it more than he missed an opportunity of talking about the history of the diaspora. And he gave this individual the opportunity to talk about something else. It was a love story, but they got off into some other historical event. And it was his opportunity to fill that spot with the impact of slavery, how it affected the diaspora, how it affected us even here in America. And it could have been this gentleman's comeback story. It could have been his comeback to what the other gentleman was providing. So you got a white gentleman talking to a black young man. It's 1947, but in 1947, this young man had to know about slavery. Right. He's either about two generations removed. Mm Mm-hmm. So I can't understand why Tyler Perry would miss this opportunity, but I'm not asking you to speak on that. I'm asking us to continue on on why it is important that we talk about the diaspora because we have been shifted to move away from thinking about the diaspora and understanding its impact. So does that introduction make any sense to where it leads off into a conversation for you with you? It sure does. Okay, so let's do that. Let's do that. Listen, when you said missed opportunity, what ran through my mind was that not only did Tyler Perry miss an opportunity, but we've missed an opportunity as well. Mm -hmm. Because we don't talk about the diaspora on a global scale. Mm -hmm. And we don't recognize that that's a missed opportunity. Mm Mm-hmm. Every chance we get, we should recognize that we are connected to every African in Africa. Right. Because we are part of them. Right. No matter where we are in the world, globally, if you are part of the diaspora, you are part of Africa. hmm You know, and I thought about, and, I, and we've talked about this a little bit, because I talked about, you know, when I think about it, from one continent and many tribes, we came to America becoming one people. Mm-hmm. 
and we're treated separately as that one people. And we have not taken the opportunity to push back and say, we are greater than what you are telling us we are. Right. And you needed us, and that's why we're here. Right. We were unwillingly brought here. And that, to my mind, says we've survived even something greater than the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Do you think? I mean, that's how I look at it. Well, you know, I want us to understand that we have our own story to tell. Right. You know, it's kind of like genealogy, right? I've always mm -hmm. said to friends and family, regardless of whatever, what stories are told about other families, you have those same stories in your family. Your family members were in that same timeline of history. Mm -hmm. So if you talk about slavery, you had relatives in that timeline of history. It's for you to learn their story or to find out who lived during that period. Whether they were captives or not, you have family members that lived during that period. So we have to understand how important it is to tell your own story. I think that we have missed the boat because we are caught up. You said something very important the last time. You said mm -hmm. it's very easy for other groups to discuss their diaspora because they have a oneness. It's either by religion, it's either by language, it's something. Right. We have the oneness that we are descendants of the continent of Africa. We have that oneness. Right. We have that oneness that our ancestors were brought here against their will mm -hmm. and they became captives throughout the world. Right. That's our oneness. We may not yes, share yes. the same language. We may not share the same religion. But we share the same history. It's that we are failing to tell the story and tell our own stories so that we can learn how others are telling their stories. Does that, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? I, I, I know what you're saying. I want the others and, and, and to tell I, their story the, only, the way they know how. I am see, saying we, we just need yeah. to pay attention to how they're telling their stories and then apply that same marketing to telling our story? Well, first of all, we need to tell our story from the one perspective that we all share, and that's our Afrocentricness. Right. We are people of color mm -hmm. from the continent of Africa. Right. That's the one badge that we share in common. I don't care whether you're in Brazil, Venezuela, mm -hmm. England, France, you were always singled out because of your skin and your color. Right. And we should wear that proudly and not buy into what we've been told as an indoctrination 
that that is a negative. It right. is not a negative. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been told who we are by the outsider. Mm-hmm. We need to discover who we are from our inside. Right. And when we get to know our Africanness, and it doesn't matter whether or not we can go back to a mother tongue and speak no. a tribal language. No. no. The badge that we carry that identifies us, every European nation has put that badge on us, and we just didn't accept it for what it is and be proud of it. They tried to make it into a negative, and we need to turn that into a positive. Yeah. Because I think they knew clearly that it was a positive, because they wouldn't have drug you across the world and the waters to get to another land to use your labor for free if they didn't realize that you were something more important and not a negative. You're right. Because they were very specific Mm -hmm. in their selection. They were very specific in their selection. We were led to believe before we had the ability to research and learn on our own. Mm -hmm. We were led to believe it was just an arbitrary capture and trans and transportation right and transport right but we right. know now that there was a very specific system that was used they knew who they That's wanted right. to capture for mm-hmm. what job right that they had to perform That's right So what the diaspora did was take those people who were skilled had a work ethic they were intelligent, inventiveness, had inventiveness about them. Right. They, have, they were clever. Right. They were creative. And they brought those skilled people to work. And they picked only the skilled ones. Right. And you can't tell me, oh, it's arbitrarily that you just happened to select 16 million mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And, and you centered on the skilled ones. Mm-hmm. But you had to uh, make them not realize their importance mm-hmm. so you you gave them the mantle of saying that they're unskilled they're lazy they don't they're not intelligent everything that they have told us we are it exactly is the opposite that's right they needed that skilled labor right and they were going to use that skilled labor by any means necessary mm-hmm. we need to take that same thought and reverse it by saying, I know I was skilled. My people came here skilled. They, there was nobody that they put on that boat and sent here that was lazy or stupid yeah. or unintelligent. Every single one of those people had skill. Whether they woodworked, whether they were carpenters there, metal workers there, whether they were just farmers and laborers. They were skilled at growing rice, skilled at using indigo. All of these became cotton, cash crops for the European. Mm-hmm. And we were led to think through indoctrination that we weren't worth anything. We were worth a lot. Because when you go back, and I'm sure you've looked at, when they start to itemize the, the uh, uh, value of each person, their skills carried more weight and more value than someone who was not skilled. So they already knew. They had a monetary value that they set for themselves 
to, to indicate the value of, of their ownership while telling us at the same time that we have no value. So we've got to change that. And that's what, you know, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about that we need to be aware of. And I think the, the main word, indoctrination. Mm-hmm. We have to pay very close attention to that because you train people by giving them an image. And you have to present that image to them over and over right. to where they begin to see themselves in that image. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at television and every time you're looking at a movie that has to tell the life of being an African-American or being black, it has to do with drugs, it has to do with some gangster some uh-huh. okay you began to pick up that image it makes me think uh-huh. about when shaft came on, came on uh, to the movies it made me think uh-huh. about superfly it made me think about those things and i watched my friends i watched my relatives who were old enough to purchase their clothing began uh-huh. to dress like the superfly they began to dress like Shaft. Mm-hmm. Those were the images that were put out there for us to look at. Mm-hmm. And when you want people to follow something, and if you look at just the, your local news, if you look at the news, every day, every day you turn on the television, you don't see a movie or hear about a young man who is a scientist or a young woman who is a scientist. You don't see that. We wake up every day hearing about that was a murder around the street, around the corner. And they would go from even to another state just to tell the story about a murder that took place. Mm-hmm. And our young people see themselves in those stories. And they ad- 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 adopt it. But if, if you didn't even report on all of that stuff and you started talking about positive things and you start putting out negative, I mean, positive things about what's happening and you're talking about even the diaspora, what's happening around the world, what are the great things? But when you can get people to say, well, really, I don't really see African-Americans as an, a true African. See, that's division. Well, you start separating you and start, parsing. That's right. And... And, and creating lines of division because right. I, separate you separate people and you get them to fight against each other right. they can never come together collectively that's right so the goal of, of all of this in the diaspora was to ensure that we never reached a point where we saw ourselves collectively as children of Africa that were dispersed around the world we were taught Brazilian will look at themselves as, oh, I'm a Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not Brazilian because you weren't really born in Brazil. Mm-hmm. You're born in Africa. Right. The Venezuelan does the same thing. The Dominican does the same thing. The Puerto Rican does the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they start separating and making separations between uh, whether or not they relate to the European part of their country because it's not their heritage, but they take it on as if it is their heritage. 
the exception is here in the United States, we weren't allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that has to do with, again, language and um, the culture, the dominant culture imposing their European views on the population. So that, you know, you, you hear somebody from Jamaica say, I'm going back to the mother country. And you say, oh, you're going back to Jamaica? And they say, no, I'm going back to England. And you're like, well, that's not your mother country. Right, right. You know, your mother country can't be England. Right. You weren't born in England. Even right. if you are born in England, you are never going to be English. Right. You know, you're going to be something other than because of your skin tone. And I think what it brings to mind when you talk about not showing the positive side, COVID actually opened the doors for people to see just how many black people had achieved so much. Right. When you started to see doctors and hospitals running hospitals, um, scientists coming out with vaccines, people running governments, local and in sometimes state government that you didn't know existed because they were hidden. Right. When you see something that says, oh, NASA now has a telescope that's taking the most extraordinary pictures they can take, but that, that telescope was really um, enhanced by a black man. He's the one that took over the project, and that telescope functions because of his hard work. But you won't hear that, and you won't know his name, because they're going to always tell you about the beautiful pictures that the telescope telescope has taken. They're not going to tell you about the man that made it possible for that telescope to be in space. So We've got to do a better job of selling ourselves. Right. So how hard do you think it would be when someone listens to this particular episode and they hear us kind of telling them, you know, you really need to pay attention to the diaspora. <laughs> What do you think the overall reaction would be based on, uh, aside from what you would like to see them do? I think it's a learning process because this is something that we suspect, but we've never had anybody confirm to us. Right. But we need to get out of our comfort zone and out of our small streams and realize there's a bigger world where there's bigger lakes and bigger oceans that we all are part of. And we need to look beyond the everyday because that's where we're gonna get the hope to move forward. If you always look on the small microscopic part, you're gonna miss that there's a whole universe of us out there. You, you need to read more. You've got, you're walking around iPhones, and all you have to do is Google or take your iPhone and look up black people who are part of the diaspora, diaspora mm-hmm. and look at the countries that they went to. Right. Or you need to just look at the nations that fostered the slave trade and where those slaves ended up. The majority of them, like we said, 60% of them probably went to Brazil. And you, everywhere we've gone, if you notice, 
black people in those countries are always on the lower rung of the society. Right. And there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. And because each they one of still us. are free. That's right. But each one each of one us, us. Mm-hmm. are criticizing the other. Right. Each one of us think that we are better than the other. Each one of us are saying, you're not really, but I am. You know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. going through these phases. And as long as mm-hmm. we can continue to battle, instead of just finally settling down and saying, mm-hmm. there's a bigger picture here. Right. We're old enough now. Let's put away mm-hmm. childish things. Mm-hmm. We're older. Let's try to really look at how slavery impacted us. There is a diaspora Mm -hmm. that makes us one. Mm -hmm. If we do not begin to pay attention to it, we are going to see ourselves separately. We're not going to tell the story the way the story should be told. It's time now that we have to look back and say, it's kind of like talking about the village and evaluating the village. Right. Right. We've used that so many times. It takes a village to raise a child. But you and I both now understand that as great as the village was, Mm -hmm. we know how many secrets were kept in that village. And our DNA test is telling us Mm -hmm. that the uncle that we thought was our uncle is not our uncle. Mm -hmm. The daddy that we thought was our (laughs) daddy is not our daddy. Mm -hmm. But the village Mm -hmm. knew who your real daddy was. Right. So there were some great things that came out of the village where it provided support and all these kind of things. I heard a pastor giving a a lesson on that. All the pastors are supposed to be giving a lesson on this thing, right? But no one is saying that we're now being damaged by some of the secrets that were held in the village. Right. So we're being damaged by the secrets of not understanding diaspora, we're being damaged. Right. right. And I, I agree with that because I think the harm of the diaspora is separation. Mm-hmm. That we were separated one from another, and that separateness made us disconnect from one another. And when we're disconnected, we don't see ourselves as part of a whole, we see ourselves as competition against one another mm-hmm. and so it's critical for us you, you mentioned the Tower of Babel yeah. where people languages were different languages and and people couldn't understand one another separation did that did that that's right separate languages are the reason why people couldn't come collectively together as human beings that's right we are human beings that have been separated mm-hmm. and disconnected one from another and what we have going for us that connects us is our skin. That's right. The beauty of our skin. Mm-hmm. And if we can grasp that, we can understand the magnitude of the diaspora. Hmm. That's a big statement. <laughs> because I mean, we're, because we're that, paying more it? attention. We're paying more attention to language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're paying more attention to language. We are getting sidetracked yeah. and bamboozled yeah. because we're paying 
attention to little shiny objects when the big object that's right there that we all connect to is that we all come from one continent and one one people and we need to understand the source of humanness in in the world started in africa yeah. you know there would be no other races yeah. until those races left africa so we need to go back to the basics of understanding that we are the source. We are the wellspring. And that wellspring is what produced that labor force that was needed around the world to bring wealth to Europeans. Well, Martha, here we yes. are. You know that I'm the gatekeeper. <laughs> yes, I am the gatekeeper. <laughs> and I'm sounding like an Afrocentric person here. <laughs> I'm the gatekeeper, and, and but, but you I'm know, glad you are the gatekeeper because you know we can really go yeah. far afield on this. This is but a broad we'll topic. Pick it up again. This is a broad it topic, is. and and we're and we going to come back go. again next week with it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I refuse to concern myself with whether it's popular or not. We have to leave this archive. We have to leave it for the archives. It's not about popular, it's about important. That's right. So we have to stay on this topic. We have to make Mm -hmm. sense of it some kind of way Mm -hmm. to where we can have an impact and get people to say, we got to broaden our view, broaden our conversation, broaden the way we see it, how we interpret it. We have to Mm -hmm. become one. Mm -hmm. And that's not one as... Americans, one mm-hmm. as African Americans, we have to be one throughout the diaspora. It has to right. catch on, and we have to communicate that way. We should. Okay. Because by connecting that, we will we will survive all of this. Okay. So we got to close it out, Martha. Let's you do know it. that's the only way we can keep somebody's attention. We got to close it out. We got to keep their attention <laughs> and pay attention, folks. Pay attention, pay attention. So you know that we love you. Love you dearly. Martha, it was great talking with you. Same here. And to all of you out there, you know that I love you. Yeah. And until next time. We're going to say. Be good. Be good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.